Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm like, can you you can return beer, right? Can you? Yeah, I think so. Well, you haven't opened it. Yeah, but I'm like, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I've never save it for next time type of deal. I just never tried it, but. Mm-hmm. That was my thing. I've never tried it either, but I'm like, we'll figure out something to use it for. Yeah. Well. Did you start already? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, jeez. I was like, oh. Uh, yeah. No, it's like pretty informal, you know? So. Okay. <laughs> and like, I can always cut stuff out later. Oh, cool. But yeah. sometimes I leave the stuff get... like starting before just because it's fun to listen to. Oh, all right. Well, but, oh. no. What about, do I need to sign anything? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> oh, no? Okay. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Talks of Toe. Awesome. Um, this podcast is brought to you by couple broke grad students per usual yeah um, oh yeah science i guess good conversations just some curiosity and uh freedom of speech i guess but yes. uh yeah i'm joined today by my good friend dat win hello hello hello, hello. yeah so. how's everyone doing but i guess they can't, <laughs> they can't reply to you so. yeah um well dad and i have known each other for like what two years now Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. Duration of the PhD program. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm just going to ask you a little bit about, like, what your experience is, because your experience is obviously a little bit different than mine, obviously. Sure. Yeah. You course. took a different route. Um, you grew up in Southern California, right? Yes, I did. Um, so, Anaheim. So, how's that experience? It's, I mean, it's good. So, um, yeah, I'll enjoy having a school where I get to go home pretty often because. You know, sometimes you miss your family, so getting to go home and seeing them is, is always great. Did you go to Disneyland um, a lot growing up? Um, I did not, actually. I only went, like, I've only gone maybe three times. Once with my family, once for a grad night for sixth grade, and I think just one with my friends, but... Oh, you guys had a sixth grade grad night at Disneyland? Yeah, it was, like, from... That's awesome. Like, 10 p.m. to, like, 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, whoa, this is cool. That was, like, the first time being That's out super crazy. late. Yeah. As a... As a sixth grader, man. Yeah. I would hate to be the chaperones. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't remember what happened, but it was, I'm sure it wasn't anything too crazy, but it was, yeah. it was really fun, so. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't really can't afford Disneyland that much, so. Yeah. It's, it's super expensive nowadays it's anyways. It's so expensive nowadays. Yeah. It's like. I don't know how much the pass is anymore. I've, it's over a grand. For yeah. The, for a year. A grand? Oh, for a year. Yeah. Oh, like a yearly pass. Some of them are like one and a half grand, I think. Yeah, that's um. Because the thing is, like, the pass now doesn't give you parking either. What the hell? Like, there's like it's only like the highest level pass that <laughs> gives really? you parking. So like, not only do you buy the pass, uh-huh. but now when you go there, you have to pay for parking that, each time. It's like twenty bucks every time. Dude, I should have. I live like pretty close to Anna, so I should just be like, "Hey, park here for five bucks, and you can just Uber there." So that's dude, that's what people do at uh, <laughs> what is it, the Staples Center in L.A. Yeah, yeah. If you go to the Staples Center in L.A., literally yeah. like, for the next like eight blocks in every direction there's just like parking yeah 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 like they charge you like absurd amount of money like yeah. you know forty dollars people will still pay it yeah there's just like nowhere else. it's still yeah. cheaper than paying for the actual parking yeah so i went to a couple clippers games yeah i just because i went to usc so i just uber there and it's so much convenient it's so much more convenient because you can get dropped off wherever you want and yeah like just yeah because even if it's like you don't get dropped off at the stable center that's okay just get dropped off a couple blocks far further from it just walk yeah just walk because there's no rush and yeah rather not be in traffic once you're once you're in there so. i totally agree uber is definitely 
change things yeah. for the better. <laughs> yeah, Uber and Lyft. And Although they pissed off a lot of city governments doing <laughs> Yeah, I think, yeah, I thought those were, well, no, that's with Airbnb, right? Where you can't have Airbnb close to Disneyland. That's what I heard. Oh, really? Yeah, because they oh, wanted okay. to make profit. I don't, I, that's what I heard, but. That makes sense, because Disney, Disneyland basically has, like, agreements with, like, all the hotels for right in that yeah. area. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like, so. it makes sense, though, because. Yeah, it's a big. But they make so much money anyway. It's like oh, my friend, they he got passes to the new Star Wars land. Oh yeah, yeah. and it's like so expensive for like a lightsaber and like a like a flight <laughs> of beers. I forgot he was saying it was like, like, yeah, I totally forget. But I know people nowadays are buying flights there and then reselling them on like Amazon or eBay or Craigslist just for like two hundred percent. That's crazy. The actual worth because it's. Cause no one's got it yet, so they might as well buy it now and then that's, make profit off. That's crazy. Off of it. Yeah, he he goes a lot, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I think like a basic beer is like 12, 15 bucks there. Oh my god. Yeah, I think I think I'm actually underselling it, but yeah, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. it was more expensive. Oh, wow, that's that's way above my, my budget, man. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's yeah. not. That's why I don't go to Disneyland. It's just <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. can't get into lines. Yeah, you can't been, get food. I haven't been to Disneyland for like probably over ten years. Yeah. Either so. Yeah. Yeah. Once you go, it's like you you experience the yeah. kind of the joy of it. So. I might as well spend that money go to Disney World at that point. You just travel. That's yeah, my. Or thing. just go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, like people who spend a lot on like Disneyland or <laughs> I'm like, dude, just go travel. Go like uh. Germany, Berlin, Canada. Yeah, that's yeah. My, that's kind of my philosophy. Have you traveled a lot? Have you been? Not really. So not really. I've only been in the states. I haven't gone outside. Okay. But my parents want to go to Belgium next summer. Okay. Because this year we took them out to Philly and New York, and they seem to like it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they want to go. I'm yeah. down to kind of go just like the time and the yeah. money. I would say it's worth it. Just because, yeah. um, at least for me, like I've traveled quite a bit out of the country. Yeah, I'm jealous. And. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I have honestly have my parents to thank for that because mm-hmm. you know they're not from the states, yeah. So they were super big about like when we were growing up, my uh-huh. brother and I. They'd be like, "You guys need to see what life like is outside the United States, oh, so you appreciate what life well, is oh, like here." Here, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, the first time we were out of the country, I was probably like four years old. Oh, wow. Four, and my brother was probably like two and a half. Wow. So where'd you guys go? Uh, we went to China and Singapore. Okay. So my brother probably doesn't remember most of that first trip. Uh, but yeah, two years. I do remember a lot of that because I was like almost five at that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like China is like a very different place. Yeah. And like I think people like kind of know that, but like until you're there, yeah. you don't realize like how culturally different. Yeah. A place can be. Yeah. Like every aspect is just completely different. Yeah. You know? For sure. Um, like even here, I feel like even in California, it's culturally different. So even so, yeah. even go to different country mm-hmm. and, and city with different, you know, democracies is going to be mind blowing. Once I you know, try to get, get out of here and <laughs> yeah. explore, um, but yeah, I guess for me though, my parents immigrated from here. Mm-hmm. So Where did they immigrate from? Huh? They immigrated from Vietnam. Vietnam yeah. after the war. Yeah. yeah. So money's been tough. So it's, yeah. So we didn't have the luxury to. Yeah. to get out there but now like as yeah. I have about three brothers and we're, we all have jobs or 
Mm-hmm. Well, below, yeah. I mean, I consider this a job, but we are all, we are all, yeah, we all have two degrees, so now we're making that money, trying to treat them out, and also trying to explore. So nice. Yeah, yeah man, I'm gonna wait until I get a real job. <laughs> you, you definitely appreciate like what your parents have done for you, like as you get older. Mm-hmm. You know, because like you know when you're growing up, for sure, you're just like, oh, like why are my parents so strict? Especially like in Asian families, right? yeah. Because like my my mom was also the same way, because she mm-hmm. and my dad too, like because they grew up with like you know basically nothing yeah you know, like especially coming over here yeah like my dad was an orphan actually oh really so he was adopted mm-hmm. he was the youngest of 10 in his biological family okay um and his biological family basically couldn't support him okay so he got adopted um okay. by like this christian family in singapore who are also who are also chinese but like okay um so that's how he grew up and then my mom was like growing up at the end of the cultural revolution in china okay so they didn't have that much food and stuff either yes, yeah so yeah. i think a lot of people like it's hard i feel like as an asian kid growing up in america because your parents are super strict oh yeah you, and you don't fully understand why. yeah exactly they're just gonna be like hey you have so much opportunity here yeah study and take advantage of it yeah cause... but it's just it's just because they really care about you yeah. you know and they want you to succeed and like yeah. now that you're older you're like oh i get it <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i think we're all like oh yeah it's a luxury to be here rather than where we could have been yeah so yeah yeah, I definitely see see that. So yeah, so I kind of wanted to ask you, like, you know, you had you, I guess, where'd you where'd you go to college first? Sure. So I got my undergrad in chemical engineering at Casa Long Beach, and then um, got a master's at USC, and then decided to do a PhD at UCI. Nice. Um, what was the I guess thought process for going from let's let's start with Long Beach to USC? Yeah. So when you were graduating Long Beach. Uh-huh. Um, I guess, how, what were you deciding? Like, obviously, you were probably thinking about jobs, but then you were yeah, like, kind of thinking about grad school. Yeah. Uh, so, my motivation to go to USC for master's was because at Long Beach, I did a chemical engineering degree, and my, my goal was to create pharmaceuticals or products to help people. Okay. But at Cal, at Cal Long Beach, they have, like, I guess, connections with Tesoro and Chevron, so they emphasize oil and refinery and uh, making yeah, that money so that wasn't my cup of tea like I guess over that time actually became more like a we should go green guys because I just didn't like how we were that's true ruining the planet yeah. with that so there's still a lot of refineries in Long Beach too. yeah there is still so that's yeah like their curriculum didn't really emphasize pharmaceuticals or medical devices and so I figured to better equip me to work in the bioengineering um space is to get a master's so i applied to a lot of schools so yeah i actually thought i was kind of like dumb like dude i'm not gonna make any schools but i got like so it's like all of them so which is pretty oh, cool dang, nice. yeah i actually got like scholarship to uc riverside but okay once i got into uc i was like yeah i could live by myself and like party in la um kind of have like more school spirit so decided to go to usc but mm-hmm. yeah that's the main reason why i went to USC, but also why transition from chemical engineering to biomedical engineering. Nice. And USC's program is pretty good. It's pretty good, yeah. Biomedical engineering. They're yeah. also building a lot there now. Yeah, they got a new, like, Michelson Center building. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, like, all for BME, basically. Yeah. My, 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 I dropped by once, and it's... I think it's going to be pretty similar to the new building that we'll have. Okay. Because it's an open space guy. Um, but I don't know if people like that or not. I know my... PI LA doesn't like that, but so we do. Oh, because you guys are in shared lab space, also. We don't. We have our own. Oh, okay. We have our own like room, and people who like, for example, Elliot, they don't like having people look at 
their devices that they make just because for patents and right um, potential yeah. products that they can create they don't want people spying on them but yeah i'm sure that building is going to be state-of-the-art though like yeah that's kind of interesting because i think a lot of professors have different i guess views on that yeah yeah you know um but i guess before we touch on that like mm-hmm. when you graduated with the masters at usc yes. uh-huh. and you're thinking about a phd yeah uh what was that like? Um, Can I cuss on this too? On this show? I mean, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I was, honestly, I was like, pledge it. I'll just apply and see if I get in. If I get in, I'll do what I guess. Because okay. if you get in, that means someone thinks you're worthy of it. Um, yeah. I honestly didn't really have a... I, didn't want, I wasn't a person who was like, I need my PhD. I was just like, I'll throw my application in there and see what happens. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I got in and I was like... Uh, I guess I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I was like, oh, crap. Because I told my parents, they're like, you're going to do it. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, so that, yeah. I had no true motivation to come here. <laughs> and, uh, right, I mean, now, now that you're two years in, are you glad you did it? Yeah, I mean, I'm learning a lot. I feel like, uh, like I've gone, I wear so many hats. Because mm-hmm. um, here, at least for my project, I'm like a, I'm like a biologist, I'm a chemist, I'm a biomedical engineer, I'm an electrical engineer. So having all these hats, I think, uh, I think, looks good on my resume. It's yeah. going to translate well once I try to get a job. Yeah, and it also gives you like that flexibility where you know that you're capable of doing a lot of things. Yeah. So you're a little bit more confident that. Yeah. No matter what comes before you, you can like do it. You know? Yeah. Um. I think one thing that Rachel Gerland said was that you learn to learn everything. Yeah. Like you'll like if I need to learn. I don't know python for my project i'll learn it and i'll excel at it and that's true if you don't need to then you won't but being like versatile like yeah be you do this process you know you can adapt and learn things because through this phd you have to do so many things yeah yeah so. all right so i guess next thing i'm gonna ask you is like yeah. about your research but i know you can't talk too <laughs> much about it yeah um, but generally speaking, what is it that you do? Um, what are you researching? What Maybe what problems are you trying to solve? Um, so yeah, my, coming in, um, oh, I'll guess on our, our the, um, the graduate student orientation, mm-hmm. BME orientation, um, Elliot suggested, a, or he talked in front of us, talked about a device that could help diabetic individuals. And to me, that was very interesting because I have a fr- couple friends back at home who have diabetes and that kind of compelled me mm-hmm. to reach out to him and talking to him the project was creating a device that can help measure insulin and it would be in collaboration with a chemistry group um, and for me uh, I wanted to work with medical devices learn how to make them so working with him to create this medical device was like an obviously like no-brainer like I gotta rotate with him and talk to him about it mm-hmm. um, and yeah like he, his lab is, is known for using light to measure different analytes so mm, we, the, okay. his lab uses optical tweezers to measure stiffnesses around cells right but also so what is a optical tweezer for the non-science oh program? yeah uh, optical tweezer is when let's say you you have a bead and you wiggle it with light and depending on how much resistance there is you can determine how um how stiff a material surrounding the bead is yeah, that's crazy. I think that's so. You can, you can wiggle things with light. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's right? pretty cool, and it's it's super hard to make on the room because yeah, um, but it's possible. Yeah, it's super possible. Like, yeah, people like in our lab we do things hands on. We create our own stuff. So, a couple of graduate students 
have to create their own optical tweezer system and it's been rough like i'm like dude i'm so sorry that you guys did make this but it's super beneficial for them because they know all, all these things about light and mirrors and objective lenses and yeah blah 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 that sounds super cool yeah that's um, super cool yeah and then yeah he also works with he has this like startup company that uses light to measure uh, glucose and lactate okay so like yeah his lab's definitely like a biophotonics right um lab and that's, that's so you guys cool. are technically in beckman laser yeah. institute okay. so he has one lab in engineering hall and one lab in beckman laser institute okay and you so. primarily work in the one in eh actually engineering, engineering hall. hall yeah i I get a lot of help from people from BLI, but I just work in engineering hall because... Okay. So, like, Breton's lab and Digman's lab, or...? Well, that's natural sciences. Oh, natural sciences, Yeah, okay. we're in, like, the... Uh, so, like, Cody's lab. That's BLI. Okay. <laughs> Man, okay, everyone's all over the uh, place. It's, like, uh, Brian and Ben's lab in building. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's engineering hall. <laughs> yeah. No? Maybe? No, Next yeah, to yeah. Ga- yeah, yeah. Gateway, no. Next to Java City. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, because my lab's not there, so I rarely go over there. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, once you match, you're kind of stuck in your own buildings and in your own cubicle to do your own stuff. Nice. Yeah. So, you had to, like, sign, like, an NDA and everything? Or yeah, I signed like... an NDA, yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay, this is cool, though. Kind of, maybe I'm exaggerating, exaggerating it, but it's like, oh, cool, maybe what I'm doing can actually be translatable. Mm-hmm. That, that was exciting. Um, but, yeah, so... Um, yeah, I have two platforms that I work on, like an optical fiber, and then I'm also trying to. Um, what can I say? Because no one knows who John. No one, no one who knows who John is. But yeah. um, yeah, I use a flex circuit to use light to measure different things. What is a flex circuit? It's just a flexible. Oh, flexible, <laughs> a flexible circuit. Okay. Flexible circuit. Yeah, and the goal and the reason for that is that it can be implanted in your body. Got it. Rather than be like a stiff material. That's. Okay. flexible and doesn't hurt as much once you implant it nice okay yeah so it's yeah we're just re, we're starting that side of it like cool. now because the optical fiber cell looks pretty good and for me for my training i want to start making my own medical device so nice it's, yeah it's very exciting to finally work on like a translatable implantable device i'm super stoked for it cool yeah so does that mean that uh the qualification exam is coming up pretty soon um so i haven't even talked to ellie about that to be honest okay. i've been focused on like getting the paper out um okay so you're trying to publish right now yeah, so, I yeah publish. we're trying to do the same thing yeah so. i want to get paper out first and then uh qual just because mm-hmm. we're pretty close to publishing so yeah. might as well just focus on one thing at a time um just from people's advice i don't really know if it matters when you qual maybe you no. can tell me yeah, so I guess for people who are listening and may not be in a PhD program, the qualification exam is kind of like, I guess you would call it the midpoint yeah. of your program. It's a good checkpoint. Yeah, basically it's like, we have to pass this exam to what's called advanced to candidacy. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you stop becoming a PhD student and you become a PhD candidate. Yeah. Um, it's a subtle difference, but basically it means that they think you can finish your dissertation. <laughs> That's like the simplest way to put it. Like, yeah. Okay, this person's probably capable yeah, of, of finishing their dissertation. Um, but it's also kind of a institutional check to make sure that the research you're doing isn't going down a rabbit hole that yeah. will not work. Yeah. Um, That's true. So, like, for me, we have, like, I haven't published yet, but we were already in the midst of publication. Oh, see. So, Dr. Bodie was, like, more than comfortable letting me do my qualification exam because he knew that our stuff worked 
Nice. Yeah. Um, even though we hadn't published yet, he just uh-huh. he knew it worked. So yeah. like, that's good enough. So that's good enough, and a lot of it is pretty. Um, I don't know. A lot of it's formalities. Yeah. The actual exam. Um, uh-huh. That's good. When, yeah, <laughs> when when you do it, kind of doesn't matter. Everyone's experience is different because you need five professors, yeah. PhD professors, uh-huh. to be on the exam. But for people like Ryan and Ben in the Athanasio lab, like uh-huh. those five faculty are basically all from their lab. Yeah. Even though like, you're technically not supposed to do that. With Jerry, right? Yeah. Yeah, but since Jerry's not affiliate with BME at all, uh-huh. then he counts as the outside. So like, because you're supposed to have three core faculty, mm-hmm. one that's like still within the school of engineering, then one yeah. outside. Yeah. The school of engineering to like make sure you get a breadth of people to like. Yeah look at your research um yeah but a lot of it ends up being a formality you do like an hour long well for me it was like an hour and a half long presentation because they would ask you questions in between your presentation and then they would kind of ask you more questions to like kind of check your knowledge about like the science and like check that you understand like Uh things but for me it was actually a lot of like just discussion of like their cool ideas about my research i hope i get that yeah yeah don't just don't ask me about my project i actually like aside from the first part where i was talking a lot that part sucked Uh but um the end part was actually a lot of fun for me cool because i was able to like actually engage in these intellectual discussions with these professors and they had like really good ideas like oh like did you consider this and like have you tried this I was like, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, the reason we haven't tried this yet is because of that, but like, yeah. I would definitely want to try that. Mm-hmm. And I actually picked up a lot of good ideas yeah. um, from them because of it. So a lot of it is kind of formalities. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right. People, I don't know, people have like two hour calls, people have one hour, so I think the best thing to do is just prepare for two hour. Mm-hmm. Like hopefully just in an hour, quick and go. Yeah. Quick check and go. You block out two hours and yeah. then aim for your presentation to be like less than an hour. Yeah. With like, I feel like that's easy. Thirty or forty five. As in, like getting all your material within like an hour. I would think it should be. If yeah. You, if you know your material well, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you also kind of have to gauge how much your panel knows. Oh, that's a good way. So yeah. for me, it was kind of weird because I had a lot of BME people. Uh-huh. Um, but a lot of them were from the biology background, mm-hmm. and since a lot of us, all our stuff is like computational, I had to talk a lot about the computational yeah. stuff. But then my outside faculty, he was from the Information and Computer Sciences School. So he, he didn't know any of the bio stuff. Yeah. So I kind of actually had to, like, just start from both. the beginning yeah. because, like, I had to make sure that everyone was on the same page yeah. of, like, both the bio and the computer science. Yeah. And then I could get into, like, yeah. my stuff. That's tough. So you, you kind of need to gauge, like, where, who's on your panel yeah. and, like, how much they, they you need know. to tell them yeah, yeah to like make sure that they understand what your research actually is but did the external person actually think help you a lot mm, not really but yeah because i'm like mm. they're just there for formality type of what you just said yeah. so they're there something. for formality and like i think they like like hearing other research obviously that's yeah, like not theirs it's like somewhat related to their stuff uh-huh. but um Obviously, he didn't know a lot of the specifics, so he was able to give me, like, general yeah. stuff about, like, machine learning in general. That's um, cool. Who was the toughest on your panel? Uh, probably Dr. Brewer, actually. Okay, Brewer. Yeah. I don't know how much you know about Brewer, because so, mm-hmm. I actually did my first rotation with Brewer. Oh. Before the academic team started. I did it during the summer. Oh, summer. Yeah. No, I don't know. Too much He's about. a super 
he's like a great scientist and mm-hmm. like a great guy um but he's like very old school in the way he does things because mm-hmm. he was like one of the he was the person who created the media culture that lets us uh culture neurons the culture the media culture yeah neurons. like the, like the the media yeah wow like he created that really that's crazy so like I think does he's, he, he's super humble about it. That's the uh, thing. It's like so, most people don't know, but like, yeah, I didn't know that. Like, but does he do? I didn't know he does like culture, cell culture. I thought he's all in yeah. the or like, yeah, so computational. They, well, his or, stuff like, is his stuff is like computational, but the way they get their data mm-hmm. is that they culture mouse neurons. Oh, okay. On a like electrode plate, mm-hmm. and the electrode plate like reads reads oh, yeah. reads all the electricity from the neurons and yeah. that's the research and then they get all that data and then they process uh, the data. I see, I see. but they still do like neuron cell yeah, culture yeah. i see so yeah so but she was the guy who created that that the cell media that basically yeah. everyone uses to culture neuron cells now wow and like, he, he would rich? know <laughs> honestly i don't know <laughs> <laughs> how much you get out of that he definitely gets royalties for some of it yeah but, hopefully that's but crazy. yeah he's yeah i'm like so I had to send my CV or his CV uh-huh. to Claire when she was still our coordinator because yeah. she had to send it to um, a grad division, grad division or something. Yeah. Um, and because he's technically emeritus. Okay. So like, because he's like kind of retired, but yeah. he's still here. Yeah, yeah. So he's part of BME, but he's not a core faculty. So I had to get like oh. an exception for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like his CV was so long. <laughs> he literally has it's like a like, book. <laughs> It was like pages, yeah. I mean, like and like single spaced, oh, yeah. like pages of just like publications. That's cool. That's crazy. So, does he still have a lab right now? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's he's in NS two. Yeah. Who do we know Kansas anyone that? Um, I don't know anyone from our year that's in his lab. Yeah. He usually has like one or two postdocs, mm. and then I don't know really what else. Who yeah. else is in his lab? I know some of the new people are interested in him. I'm like. And now he does like computational work, but I can't really. He's like, like he's like a fount of wisdom. Yeah, I would say like he's definitely someone that you should at least spend some time talking to. Yeah. I would recommend because yeah. um, he just like has so much knowledge about like life. life. Yeah. In general, it's nice to have like, um, that type of mentor. So to like pick their brains and yeah, be like what did you regret when you were my age? Yeah, but so. you do have to be aware that he's like very old school in the way he does things. Yeah. So some people might not like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like for me personally I the only reason I didn't do his lab is because it just wasn't the research I wanted to do okay, like it wasn't funny. what I was interested in yeah it was computational stuff but it wasn't like the type of computational stuff that I wanted to do sure and yeah. I also like really don't like doing cell culture <laughs> yeah dude so <laughs> oh yeah I don't like working with cells either so if I can try to avoid that that was my that'd be great yeah but like I'm kind of doing some of that now so I have to make my own protein so it's not really cell work, but working with okay. biology. So making your own stuff. protein, what does that entail? Um, sure. So I think I can say this. We use like a fret protein, and we okay. just we just um. So what is fret? Uh, I know what fret is. I don't know, dude. Like... Oh shit! No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, pretty much fret is where, um, for our purposes at least, it tells you that once an analyte has bound to a protein. The protein undergoes a conformational change, and you can like a shape change. Shape change, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> and then um, you can, um, I guess, quantify and make sure that physical change has occurred by shooting light onto it. 
Um, so without the conformational change, you get one light back, but with the conformational change, you get two lights back. Um, and then uh, for us, we can, or we want to at least determine how much of each light is sent back to you, so you can quantify the concentration of analyte or biomolecules that are bound to the protein. Got it. Yeah. So you guys are trying to make sure that <clears throat> the amount of protein that is being used mm -hmm. is actually the amount that you think is being used. Kind yeah. Of. Well, we want to. Okay. Um, yeah, we want to translate that to physiological signals. I guess, um, like how much of this is in your body using red. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we use a known calcium indicator known as TUSH2B, and it binds the calcium. So when it binds the calcium, it produces two unique light signatures, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm like, shoot, should I do this? <laughs> I start like bashing my people. But um, yeah, like the collaboration, right? But um, politics happened. So Got now it. I have to make my own protein when I sign up for people to make my, to make, I signed up knowing that people would make it for me, but now you have to do it yourself. Like I do it myself. So it's a, uh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. I kind of like, at first I was like WTF, but now I've just accepted the fact, kind of just shut up and do your work type of thing. Um, but yeah, it's, some things are out of control. Yeah. But it's. I mean, I learned a lot about molecular biology, which is pretty cool, um, but I mean, there's always things I can do on the engineering side of the mm -hmm. collaboration that I wish I could do rather than making the protein myself. Yeah. So yeah. When, when we were going through, like, our first year classes, uh -huh. um, since you didn't have, like, that much bio background, yeah. what was that like? Because you obviously well, knew, the, you knew the math. Yeah, like, I was good at math. Let's see. Uh, I, I used a waiver for Digman's class, which I probably shouldn't have, because that's part of the biology that I didn't know. With the Crossbrooks lab class, I took a similar class already. So like, perfusion and diffusion, mm -hmm. blah, blah blah. That stuff was fine. Uh, what other class did you take? Oh, and then um, the pore class. Oh yeah. That was pretty fine too. Yeah. I think it's the like the the pure biology stuff is like something that I lack. But okay. But now you're kind of like. I'm okay with it. Like. Yeah. Like. I don't know. Primers. What the hell are those? <laughs> 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 like aren't like yeah. DNA, RNA. DNA yeah. ligase, like, oh, I guess that is very important for what I need to do, so. Yeah, I, I kind of am in that space now. Um, like, I, I've learned that stuff before, you know, yeah. like, multiple times. Uh -huh. But, like, I've never had a reason to, like... Know it by heart. Yeah, intimately know it until yeah. I started doing my research. Too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, like, I learned these things probably once, but I'm like, I need an A in the class or something. So, <laughs> I'm just like, I'll learn it for, the, for, like, for a month and I'll forget yeah. it. But now it's starting to bite me in the butt because I'm like, oh, yeah, because, you know, this makes an amino acid and they have peptide bonds. I'm <laughs> like, I know this stuff. So. Yeah. It's definitely, yeah. It's, it's, it's good to know regardless. Yeah. Like, I, think, I appreciate it now that I'm doing it, but, yeah. It doesn't hurt to know more about any, everything. That's so, true. Yeah. yeah. Hey everyone, hope that you're now aware that we have our podcast up on Spotify, Google Play, and also Apple Podcasts. Additionally, we've started a YouTube channel and we'll be slowly improving our video content there, so be sure to head over there to like and subscribe. Now, back to the show. So, I guess you, you go home quite often, you said? To what? You go home. Oh, I, uh, like every two or three weeks, so oh, next yeah. week I'll be going home. Nice, that's more than I go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how, much, how many times do you go home? Usually only for the big holidays. Yeah. It's, it's far, man. It's yeah. Like, four and a half hours yeah without without traffic through LA yeah it's tough so 
Uh, yeah, mine's like 40 with traffic, so it's not bad. I usually yeah. go Friday nights or Saturday mornings. Nice. So it's not... Unless there's a crash, it's, it's pretty good to go. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's good. Yeah. yeah I, definitely, I definitely wish I could go home more, but it's just not practical. Yeah, I mean, because also I'm, I have three brothers. Two of them moved out. Okay. And one of still there, so it's nice to... So what number home. are you? I'm number three. So yeah, I have two older twins. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so... In the middle, but number three, and then I'm the younger brother. Yeah, so yeah, everyone's moving out, everyone's getting jobs, so it's hard to have everyone home together. So it's kind of, yeah, kind of well, like we all come home like on Saturdays just to you know go to church and stuff, but yeah, it's like did you grow up going to church? Huh? Did you grow up going to church? Yeah, so I grew up going to church through undergrad, and then once I Went to USC. I mean, there's a church there, but there's also a lot of things to do <laughs> in the meantime. Yeah. So I didn't stop going. And then now I just go when I go home. All right. Yeah. So we can talk about faith. <laughs> yeah, you um, want to? I mean, because I, yeah. I, I grew up going to oh, church oh. also. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't actually like... I went to church because I was supposed to, basically. Yeah. But do you, you still go now, right? Yeah, I still go now. For um, the same reason or... Different? No, like... Probably, I guess during my college mm-hmm. like time at UCLA when I was at UCLA um I had like no intention of like really continuing to go to sure. church yeah but uh I just met a lot of people who I was like oh wow these people like uh it was through an organization called crew which I still oh, have yeah. out with um, yeah, yeah. Now. but um basically like I met a bunch of people and I was like oh these people like actually like get me well not not just get me but like they actually like care about this okay you know like Cause I this being religion like, or? like yeah religion oh, and, like okay. their faith in general yeah. and like not only that but like they actually like are trying to live out like the word of God yeah like yeah. the Bible and like sure. a way that a way where it's like realistic also like like understanding that people are like faulty and like sure. are gonna mess up mm-hmm. and just being honest about that and I I'd never really experienced that growing up yeah. It was more just like this institutional thing. Sure. You yeah. It's uh-huh. like it's like this is the church and like people go to this church. Yeah. And they that's do probably, and they do these things as like tradition, basically. It's probably like where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess like for me at least, um, through college that that time in college I was basically asking myself, like, do I actually like believe this? Yeah. And like if I do actually believe this, like mm-hmm. does my life actually reflect that I believe this? Yeah. And I basically came to the conclusion I was like, Oh, I think I do believe this, mm-hmm. but my life right now definitely doesn't reflect sure. that. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know, but I guess yeah. what is your background in faith and church and stuff like that? Um, let's see. So yeah, I was in a church group from yeah, like nine year old, nine years old to undergrad. So more than a decade for sure. And then um, we didn't have that feeling you just mentioned, like people who actually wants to be there because of like they cared for god mm-hmm. or at least i don't think so okay people could say otherwise but, yeah um like i was in the cabinet for it and like i was i enjoyed being there because i was getting back to the community mm-hmm. by teaching these like young children about the bible um, but once i left it was i, I was busy too so mm-hmm. it was hard for me to get back into the into that organization um but I guess once I left, I started to like, oh, I don't know if I need God. Mm-hmm. And also like, if God was here, but why are these things happening? I yeah. guess that's probably the biggest 
question I have, and someone can answer it yeah. really well for me, then I'd probably like be super into religion. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I hope there is a God, but right now I'm like, I'm still hoping. That's okay. the kind of thing, right? Cause, yeah. Um, I mean, that's a legitimate question. Yeah. That's like, I think one of the hardest questions yeah. that anyone is going to be faced with. Yeah. Uh, especially in faith and like religion in general, like, mm-hmm. regardless of what faith or religion you might be, it's like. Yeah, because like our world is not yeah, and just like not great sometimes. Yeah, like I guess people can say that people are here to represent something, but I'm like, yeah, you take away my mom, she's not. I'm gonna be super sad. That doesn't mm-hmm. represent anything to me. Or like, yeah, the person who's poor, mm-hmm. I don't need them to suffer for me to learn that things are hard. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, because they're suffering, and I don't understand why someone would do that. Yeah, that's no, that's no. my reasoning about things. Yeah. I mean, I totally get where you're coming from too. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah, for me, I definitely don't have the answer to that. Yeah, obviously, but I guess the way I've always thought about it is like, if the Bible is true, like, and if I guess like I learned like, oh, like maybe these stories in the Bible, like especially for like the Garden of Eden, like maybe mm-hmm. it is like kind of explaining just like how the world got to the way it is uh-huh. you know and i was like oh yeah like it is like an acknowledgement that the world is imperfect yes but that okay. there is a reason that the world is imperfect okay um so like for me it's like i don't think i think the thing that bugs me is if like people who like say they follow a <laughs> certain faith like don't okay. don't acknowledge like the fact that like the faith also like does Acknowledge that the world's perfect. Oh, <laughs> that I see. Makes sense. I see. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's like I don't know. That's a tough one because it's like, yeah. Because I guess for me, I always thought that God controls everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like all these things are His doing. So it's like, why do you do this? Why do you do yeah. that? And then if He's not controlling everything, then what is, what is God? It? Yeah, what is yeah, God? What is God? So yeah, um, those are important questions to ask. Yeah, and. I don't know. I know. I'm pretty sure someone told me the answer, and I was teaching like taking like Bible mm-hmm. classes, but I forget or something. Or yeah, yeah. But I definitely, on side note, I definitely feel like I don't know these. I, don't know. I wish I could be more spiritual. Sometimes, I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. if I went to church, I'd be more relaxed as an individual. But yeah, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I need to find a church or like, I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, if you, ever, if you ever want to go to church, I mean, I try to go every Sunday, mm-hmm. and I usually do, depending on how lab stuff goes and yeah. how work goes, but, um, yeah, yeah, I think there's a lot of questions that you also kind of just realize, and this is kind of the PhD program, too, you realize that there's so much we don't understand about the universe. Yeah, um, for sure. Like, even with science, like, we're, like, always trying to explain how things work, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but there's always still that, like... Small. That they were just like, man, we still do not understand how this works. Yeah, and like, I think you're right. Like, if God exists, like, and the world is like still has like you know people who are, you know, suffering, suffering and stuff yeah. like that. Like, is that because God is like doing that, or is that because of the fact that we as people like are trying to make ourselves like capable of? solving the world and we're not yeah. capable and like maybe we're the ones causing the issues that's true too and um and like you know 
I, that's kind of the perspective I take. I think it's like, I think just because things happen, that doesn't mean that like God doesn't care that yeah. those things are wrong. But okay. it's also like if he gives, if he were to control everything, then mm-hmm. he wouldn't have like free will, you know? It's true. So that it, it's a weird thing to think about because it's yeah. like there's there's a lot we don't understand. But if God were to like just control everything, yeah, then would that really be like? Well, we wouldn't know he's controlling. That's true. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, yeah, but do we? What is happening? But what do we know right now? <laughs> that's the thing. We know what he, we know what he's letting us know. I guess I don't know. Okay. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's yeah, tough. Like our 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 lives are already predetermined. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, that's a huge question that <laughs> most Christians within the church even disagree on. So, so yeah. So yeah. it's like yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think you can think of it like this. It's like our lives can be predetermined from the perspective of God. Mm -hmm. But if God is like, as the Christian faith basically like states, God is like outside of time and space. Okay. Supposedly, whatever that means. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Whatever that means, (laughs) right? So like from God's perspective, like our lives might be predetermined. But from our perspective, like it's not predetermined because we have free will yeah um and if like for because like we're like incapable i guess of um seeing both happen at the same time okay because like the way our universe works is like oh like we have time and space we have time and space and like you can't be predetermined and also have free will yeah but like what if that's possible like i don't know yeah what if it's possible (laughs) what if it's possible that our lives could be predetermined but we also at the same time have free will at least from our perspective because like we're operating within the confines of time and space but if there's how do we know how do we check how do we yeah how do you test that yeah how do you test it so like as scientists like we obviously want to quantify things and we want to test things numbers but i've i've also found that like when you start really delving deep into like the science of what we do mm-hmm. and like especially for biology yeah like when you start trying to quantify things in biology uh-huh. it quickly becomes apparent that like all of our quantification is like still somewhat incomplete um because like even for things like genetics or like mm-hmm. number of cells yeah like we can't even quantify how yeah. many cells are yeah in a person let yeah. alone like a person's like now. <laughs> yeah like we can't even do that mm-hmm. um so there's like obvious limitations to like yeah the scope of our knowledge and i think like that's part of the cool thing about being in the PhD program is that you get to explore that yeah um and i think there's a lot of overlap between how you ask those questions about like whether or not god exists and also like that search for like you know how do you solve an engineering problem because mm-hmm. um, yeah. one question that always kind of was in the back of my mind is like okay we're, we're like fine we're like discovering all these like laws of nature right yeah um and as we're discovering these laws of nature mm-hmm. we're we're putting names and numbers on them like no, gravity like gravity like yeah. we're calling this gravity mm-hmm. because we discovered that it's a law of nature mm-hmm. but then the question always bugged me is like well that law of nature existed before we discovered it. Yes. Like, why? <laughs> oh, before, like, you mean, like, humans were... Yeah, before thing? humans discovered it, right? 
So like we're putting, oh. so we're we're able to discover these things and like learn them, but and we can learn how to work with them and manipulate them. But they I were see. already there before. We I see. Them. Like they weren't there just for humans to. They might have been, but like, mm-hmm. but they were already there. Yeah. So like, it's a weird, it's a weird like, yeah, thought, true, thought yeah. problem thing because it's yeah. like, okay, like, if they were already there. And, like, based on our current knowledge of physics, like, there was a beginning of time. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. That's a good question. Yeah. So. Why, yeah. Why are things as such? Yeah. So, th- that was one of the things that I came to when I was, like, trying to figure out, like, mm-hmm. what I actually believed mm-hmm. about faith. I was, like, okay, like, once I started thinking about things like that, I was, like, the possibility that a God exists seemed a lot more plausible. Okay. And there was also, like, less, I guess... There's no way. There's no way to prove or disprove whether or not God exists. Yeah. And like, I think that's gonna be an ever-present fact of just like how we yeah are, but that's like true. how in the world we live in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's gonna. I don't know. I don't know, man. I wish I knew so I could go. Yeah. I wish I knew so that we could be more. I don't know. I, I want to be religious, but I just, just like I don't know if it's you know like even sometimes I feel like. The preachings are outdated sometimes. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. Because I felt the same way too. Yeah. And one thing I also had to learn was like, there's a lot about religious religions, especially religious institutions, mm-hmm. that I think are created by people. Okay. And what I mean by that is like, a lot of it can be cultural. Uh-huh. So, like, we do these things because we've always done these things. Yeah. But oh, yeah, these yeah. things were created by people. Mm-hmm. But there is an aspect about religion, religion that I think is beyond the scope of like a single culture, mm-hmm. and beyond the scope of like what people have created. And like, there's like some truth behind it. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I think that is like typically the core of like what most Christians believe is like mm-hmm. there is that fundamental truth. Yeah. But. There is a lot of things that are blended over blended into the way churches do things in general that have become very cultural. Yeah. And I would argue that those things are more because of people and not necessarily because of like the objective truth behind it. Do you think that's true for the Vatican too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I mean the Vatican probably is true, yeah. I would say yes too. The Vatican's like a very political entity now. Yeah. And like I don't know how much of the actual like Bible when you read it. Ever said that there should be like a mecca, a Vatican, yeah, <laughs> like, a mecca for if that makes sense, yeah, yeah. like, like, because like when I actually started reading, because mm-hmm. I never really read the Bible for yeah. myself, and mm-hmm. then like I started reading like portions of at least like the New Testament, I was like, yeah, I was like, huh, this is like not what I thought it was, yeah, that's what but it's what I too. it's what I perceived because that's I saw it in the frame of like. The church that I was in, mm-hmm. and a lot of that was cultural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally and a lot of that was because of the Chinese culture that was behind it too. So, like, for me, I was really confused. I was like, "Wait, like, I thought this is what faith was, but it was like, no, this was the faith that I grew up with. I grew up with, yeah. and like, there are good aspects about that, but like, a lot of it was that too. was cultural, yeah, not necessarily like the actual like, yeah, faith. And then when I came to that realization, I was like, "Oh, dude, I really need to figure this out for myself." <laughs> yeah. Because not it's yeah. not it's not just something that someone can tell me. Yeah, and if you really want to know, you have to dive into yeah, it and yeah. do it for yourself. So this is gonna be a weird tangent, but people, you know, when the Sabrina TV show came out recently, the, so, the Netflix one, 
Like maybe I haven't. Been it's a glass year. Okay, I haven't been keeping up with Netflix. It's, it's really cool. Like, like that they've switched it from like the teenage show to like Satanism. Oh, interesting. And yeah. like my friends are telling me the ten laws of being a Satanist, something like that, and it's nothing like really like atrocious. If that makes sense, it's like okay. if people hurt you, like you, you don't have to hurt them, but you can. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's not anything like like you can kill people. It's just like mm-hmm. like only if people hurt you first, you can go back. Like okay, retrospect. So kind of back to what you're saying. Like maybe if people took their own time to actually dive into these things, they'll be like, oh, this is not what it is. The culture has mm-hmm. defined it in a way that I thought it'd be like this. But if I take it, if I actually took took into it, looked into it. Not, it's totally different than what yeah. I've been told about it. So that was just really interesting to me because I mean, because I don't remember it by 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 hand, but I was like, "Whoa, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would sound like." Interesting. Uh, I was like, I'm not gonna be a Satanist, but I was like, "Oh, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm just like, <laughs> I whoa." Not, <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Whoa, like, like these are reasonable and okay laws that I thought would be like coming in super stupid or like mean, yeah. but they they weren't." I think that means yeah I mean that's the interesting thing is like I think we do live in an age where at least in the United States like Mm -hmm. people are typically less religious than they were like you know 20-30 years ago especially here in I think California yeah I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing though because at least in my opinion Mm -hmm. like people could disagree with me sure like Mm -hmm. that's fine we live in a free country but like yeah (laughs) (laughs) thank god (laughs) yeah um but we but the way I look at it is also like I think there is like a moral underpinning to how our society is built yeah that comes with religion that doesn't actually come with religion but that was originates for something beyond people if that makes sense yeah so think about it this way like we kind of all accept the fact that it's like not good to kill other people yes so why yeah that's a good question <laughs> I, I follow up with you like you shouldn't kill people just because god's gonna like Religion shouldn't be yeah. incentive to do good things. Right. But, like, um, but like, I'm, well, I guess what I'm getting at is, like, from a moral perspective, it's, like, for some reason, everyone has this perspective uh-huh. of, like, there is a standard. Yeah. Maybe people disagree on what that standard is. Yeah. But the idea of a standard still exists. Yes. Like, where did that come from? And why does that exist? So, like... Well, I mean, there's obvious reasons why killing someone's bad. Yeah. Um, like what? <laughs> I mean, why are you killing him in the first place? Yeah, it was like, it's like, I guess from my perspective, it's like, I see another human being as like, someone who is equally as valuable as I am. Yeah. So like, because of that, if you see someone as value, Mm -hmm. then to end a life is like, morally wrong, because it would be as if you were saying that I have more value than you do. Oh, I see. If that makes sense. Mm. And I have the ability and decision to choose whether or not you live. Yeah. So, like, from that perspective, it's like, well, because that idea that everyone has value, mm-hmm. like, that didn't just come out of nowhere, I don't think. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I always think about it, like, as a family perspective. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, if someone steals a bank... And it's because their family's poor. I'm like, yo, I get it. Um, and they're wrong, but to me, they're like, I'm okay with it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like if you're down in the dumps and you have to steal, 
to help your family. Mm-hmm. It's wrong, but it's not wrong. Okay, but what if you're stealing from someone who also needs that for their family? Um, because that's essentially what you would be doing still. Well, I feel like, well, in my that's true. But then, well, I guess not the correct scenarios though. Right. I mean, these are all these are all like these <laughs> yeah. are all like random scenarios yeah. that may or may not yeah. actually exist, but. Yeah, it's an interesting discussion. Well, then, well then, does that person love his family more because he's willing to do more to to, 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 to rob that person? Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's always like you got. To, I guess I'm more very I'm empathetic and sympathetic to those who don't have anything because I've always right. And I don't think that's a there. bad thing. Yeah, I think but, we should be empathetic and sympathetic yeah, to people. But things are wrong when right. Know, obviously, it's not. There's a re- there's. Yeah. But do you solve a wrong by another wrong? No, <laughs> yeah, of course not. But I can yeah. like if who knows maybe this. I always try to give people like the benefit of the doubt. Like, yeah. oh, maybe their mom has cancer or like, yeah. I don't. I think that's another thing that people kind of have uh, trouble with, especially with Christianity, is because like, I've heard this at least from people who ask me like, well, like if someone was like a horrible murderer and like mm-hmm. at the end of their life, they decided to like become a Christian, like would they still be offered like grace and like go to heaven? Oh, I see. I see. And actually the Christian response to that is yes. Yeah. Um, and people have a lot of issues with that. And I understand why people yeah. have a lot of issues That's with that. That's an interesting thing, too. Um, because the fundamental, like, message of the, of the Christian gospel is, like, basically, like, everyone is imperfect. Mm-hmm. And because of that, everyone deserves, like, some sort of judgment. Yeah. But because of what... But because God actually cares, yeah. he didn't, like, let people, like, just be judged. Yeah. But he actually did something about it and gave people an option to like come back to come back yeah. to a relationship with God. Yeah. Um. So like, yeah, and that's a tough one too. Yeah. You know? So is it like a CV, right? Like comparing. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you or versus like someone who was drug addict in the last mm-hmm. in the last second was like I believe in God. Right. Obviously, you've done more to. Right you know go to heaven and this person so yeah. i don't know then like talking about thresholds you need five acts per, yeah. per but i guess i guess my it. point is like from a christian perspective at least from my view is like <coughs> that threshold is the same for everyone regardless yeah, yeah, of what yeah. you've done in your life yeah as long as there's like one and like just because i like quote unquote live a better life uh-huh. i don't think that means that i inherently have more value than someone who like um did something terrible mm-hmm. i still think that from a christian perspective like that person still deserves the opportunity yeah. to at least be reconciled to, yeah. you know. What if they yeah. killed someone? You okay? I mean, I still, like, obviously I think that's wrong. Yeah. But I would hope that that person would still have the opportunity to change their life. Yeah. If but then isn't sense. it hypocritical to be like, hey, last second, I ain't got mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, this is obviously all this is made up, but yeah. in the last second, like, oh, I don't got anything. I, I can be a hypocrite and kind of work last second to go back to God, so that way I can go to heaven. Yeah, and that, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah. And I think, but the thing is, like, if that person was actually thinking like that, I don't think they actually chose to follow God. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like if that's if that's their mentality oh, okay. in that last session, uh-huh. then I don't actually think they. Actually yeah, actually believe in oh, okay, so to, okay. Yeah, does that make sense? And it's also hard because like Yeah, that makes sense. Obviously this is all like kind of like a personal thing. So sure. like you're never gonna know whether or not a person actually 
follows God. Yeah. And like, like they might say they follow God. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of people who say they follow God. Yeah, but they... But I, I mean, because I grew up saying I followed God, but mm-hmm. I would argue that I actually didn't follow God until sure. I got to college. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a good question, though. Like, um, yeah. I guess that's my perspective on it. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's true, though. At the end of the day, if they have that mindset, they actually don't believe in God. And so, yeah. once they are at the door, they... God would know, and then they wouldn't yeah. get to heaven, I guess. I guess, yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting topic, you know? Yeah, so, I remember you sent an email with, like, you, Hui, mm-hmm. about, like, how they all believe in Ku. Are they still in Ku? Something like that? No, I mean... But they believe in Jesus. It was running through, through Ku. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe, can you let me know how they think about religion, yeah. as they do science? Because I feel like, the more you do science, arguably, yeah. it's less yeah. to believe in. Yeah, so that was a very interesting panel because it was it was basically four engineering STEM professors yeah. who are also Christians. Yeah, um, talking. They were basically discussing like how does faith and science like intertwine, intertwine yes. and work yeah. together. Yeah. Um, there's actually a video link to that panel somewhere on Vimeo. I think I can yeah. send it send to you. you. Yeah, I'll send it to you, it. and I can also post it on this podcast and video. But yeah, um, yeah, I guess. I don't really want to speak for them, obviously, because they probably... Oh, of course. They're also probably way better at, <laughs> yeah. like, talking about yeah, then, whatever it is than, than I am, but... Yeah. Um, basically, I think there's this notion in our society that... Uh, it's basically this secularism notion where, like, you know, separation of church and state, but that, that also somehow extended to separation of, like, faith and science. science. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So we've kind of all been told that. Mm-hmm somehow and like if you think about where you kind of don't know well i mean like evolution versus yeah that's a good question I mean, and like this is, this is the thing is like i think a lot of people think that like christians all have the same perspective on evolution yeah i don't think that's true okay um i personally like think that evolution on a micro scale mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense yes um and what i mean by that is like yeah like people's genomes and stuff mm-hmm. change a lot sure. there's a lot of evidence that mutations do happen and then mm-hmm. that like subtle traits might happen within a species mm-hmm. I think there's evidence that um, there are like creatures in the past that existed that mm-hmm. we don't know of Yeah, but I think we still miss a lot of information about whether or not it's possible for species to like evolve to the point where they like become new species and like where that line is if that makes sense okay um and part of that is because like a lot of our evidence for that Mm -hmm. is based on archaeological evidence which is incomplete sure yeah um it's there i think there's a lot of evidence for that and i wouldn't be opposed to like that being a thing like Mm -hmm. i don't think that really conflicts with faith yeah um like i don't really understand i never really understood how like the argument between evolution and like like i'm not really sure how that conflicted with science with yeah with well like i guess how was faith. the what was it i guess who was the first i guess with mm-hmm. i guess the, i guess where people yeah, get like Adam yeah and Eve, right yeah people get caught up on like well where did people come from yeah right? exactly um and like i understand that argument yeah. too it's like well like we so here's a here's another thought experiment mm-hmm. that i kind of came to the conclusion of there are people I do acknowledge that there are people who believe that the <coughs> world is like I don't know like 10,000 years old and like that's it or whatever mm-hmm. um, that's like a very like okay 
I would say that's like a very like fundamentalist like Christian like maybe more fringe Christian okay. point of view yeah um but like there's also like scientific evidence that like the earth is millions of years I tend mm-hmm. to lean towards that sure um yeah. but I also had this weird thought experiment where I was like well from a physics perspective we came to the understanding with Einstein's theory mm-hmm. that we don't understand how time really works okay um so this is a weird one keep on going but keep on. I'm so this is this is this is all me musing okay so like i don't really have an issue with if the world is you know ten thousand ten thousand which is two million three million years i tend to think that it's like you know three million years old or whatever yeah um but then i realized like well we quantify time and our perception of time Mm -hmm. and the weird thing about einstein's theory of relativity is that it basically said that time moves differently based on the speed of light of where you're going okay and also the distance you are in space okay what that means is that our perception of time is different than the passage of time in another point in space that's what you're saying okay so uh, like from the perspective of like so getting slower or faster yeah and then you add to the mix the christian claim that god is outside of time and space oh okay so what does that mean uh-huh could our world <laughs> be actually three million years old or in our frame of reference mm-hmm. maybe but also simultaneously like a second, a second old yeah yeah as you're saying in a ref- frame of reference for being outside of time and space if time moves differently yeah and the fact is and the, the weird thing is that we've proved but that time moves differently in space based on where well i don't know if that time moves differently is the way to like say yeah, that yeah. physically but it's like you know, we've proven that the theory of relativity exists because that's how our GPS works. The only reason our GPS works is because we've accounted for relativity. <laughs> yeah. So, I but I understand that argument, which is why I'm kind of like, I don't know if that really matters, um, mm-hmm. because I think that evolution, if it did happen, like I don't really see how. I still think there's gaps in like how. First, how did its cell become multicellular? We haven't yeah. really figured that out. How the first cell come to right. How did the first cell come to be? Yeah. We haven't figured that out. Mm-hmm. Um, how did multicellular become like organisms, yeah. basically? And then we haven't figured out, is there actually like a way for a species to like completely change to a different species? I yeah. think there's maybe evidence for that. Uh-huh. But then the question is, do people like fall into that category? And like, I don't, yeah. I don't really know because like there is obviously something weirdly different about people in the sense that we have this ability to ask these questions yeah yeah and we also have the ability to think about ourselves in a, in a way that's like non-existent in the rest of the animal kingdom sure. which i think is kind of weird. and like we it's haven't figured cool. out we haven't figured out that jump either mm-hmm. like how do you what like how do you, yeah how do you tie that from biology to yeah to like how did we get morality and mm-hmm. like society from biology I, I think there might be a link but yeah. I don't think we have enough information yet to say that so that's kind of my perspective on it yeah what's, what's your thought on like climate change on climate change I think it's happening what's the, well, what's the number one I'm, I know yeah. people say the number one like way to prevent it's like having actually prevent it to prevent it or slow it down so is, here's the here's the thing about well, like, here's the thing about climate change also that I will say I think people it's become very politicized mm-hmm. and 
because it's become politicized, I think it's actually polluted the scientific research. Sure. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of scientific papers out there that say climate change is happening, and then there might be, like, some studies that say climate change is happening, but it's not happening as fast as we think it is. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of papers like that, and, like, trying to parse through all of those papers is actually really difficult. Sure. Because you can kind of slowly start seeing people's bias in the papers. Okay. Um, of course. Um, you gotta publish. But I think it's happening. <laughs> I think it's happening, but, like... Um, the way I think about it is that I think it's not as simple as people make it. The problem or the solution? The problem. Okay. No one talks about the solutions. <laughs> okay. No one really talks about the solutions. Okay. At least not on a societal political level. People talk about like, oh, we should do this and this and this. Yeah. But that's really more a lot of times on like a company-wide level or like an individual level. Like, sure. Yeah, it is. Recycle more. Recycle, yeah. Like, you know, talk to Charles. Don't do them. On a governmental level, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot more difficult to do that of because you have competing nations, you have competing interests, yeah. like that type of thing. Yeah. But here's another thing that I also learned when I was looking into climate change specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the climate changes obviously naturally, and then there's a component of the climate mm-hmm. that changes because of human yes. activity. Yeah. Figuring out how much is due to human activity mm-hmm. and how much is due to natural is actually really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Okay. When you're looking at climate change, you're looking at broad trends over time. Yeah. And like right now, like there's obviously a trend that we're heating up the earth. Yes. Faster than normal based uh-huh. on the previous trends. Yeah. Um, now, is that because of humans alone fluctuating, like uh-huh. the atmosphere and the climate more than we should? Uh-huh. Or is that because of like normal processions through how the earth changes the climate? So... The way to explain this, you have to kind of go to astrophysics. Oh God, yay! Man. <laughs> I mean, joy. If my favorite subject. If you're, if you're willing to go to astrophysics, no. so the Earth is in an elliptic elliptical orbit around the stop, sun. Stop. Stop. No, it's okay. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so Earth is in an elliptical <laughs> square. Elliptical orbit around uh-huh. the sun, right? Yeah. So right now, our elliptical orbit is actually pretty circular. Okay. Which means that our summers and our winters Same. are pretty even. Yeah. Um, but historically, that's not always been true. Okay. So, um, the reason we have ice ages uh-huh. is because every like ten thousand years or so, mm-hmm. our orbit around the sun actually becomes more of an actual ellipse. Okay. Yeah. And that's because of the gravity of Jupiter. Okay. And because Jupiter is so large that yes. it actually changes the orbit of the planets around it over mm-hmm. time. Okay. Um, so what that means is that as the orbit becomes more and more elliptical our winters become longer mm-hmm. and as the winters become longer mm-hmm. that means that you have more ice caps when okay. you have more ice caps mm-hmm. you reflect more sunlight and the temperature starts dropping dramatically and you have an ice age wait, wait, stop. can you read the last sentence so you reflect the sun more because of the ice caps yeah the ice is white okay yeah so it reflects more of the heat off mm-hmm. of the sun so and you then... actually start getting even more colder so it's like exponential decrease of temperature colder yeah colder, yeah, colder. and because of the longer winters um, Wait, wouldn't they melt the ice so then that would so yeah but once the ice because the ice is reflecting the sun mm-hmm. less of the heat is actually able to melt the ice oh so it's cold so it remains it's cold. it remains cold it's even during the summers okay. okay because you have more build up of ice of, okay got it so part of the reason like we're warming up right now is because we're losing the ice caps mm-hmm. so as the Definitely. ice caps yeah so yeah. as the ice caps are melting mm-hmm. um we're reflecting less sun so we're actually heating up faster exponentially the other direction okay and part of that reason is because we're in a we're currently in a circular orbit. Okay. Which means that our 
our summers and our winters are even. Yes, I get it. Which means that the summers are actually longer than they normally would be, and like mm-hmm. they would also heat up and melt yeah. more of the ice, and then also you have this like compounding positive feedback loop of more heat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So like, on a grand astrophysics <laughs> okay. level, it's like it's like. Not well, I don't think it's not because of, I think we definitely are contributing, yeah. as humans. But should we worry then? To, yeah, but the question is how much, mm-hmm. and even if we were to change the way we do things, yeah, um, would that solve a problem? Well, I guess if from we, you, is it even a problem? I think it's a problem, yeah, because if it's gonna, if it's just part of the natural cycle, then it's the, yeah, the I think it's, it's a problem, problem for humans, but not for Earth. It's a problem for humans, and I think it's a problem for uh, the way life on Earth might interact with yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also not entirely sure that it would mean the end of, like, Us of everything. Mm-hmm. And even well, if it was, then maybe it's time I kind of go anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it does. Because, like, it's but not... But then it's, how long was yeah. that last cycle of elliptical... Like, I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Um, because we had a mini ice age around 10,000 years ago. Yeah. Because it's, it's not It's not like a... It's kind of like... Like, if you've ever seen an electrical signal, mm-hmm. like, the temperature fluctuations are like... There's broad trends of dips and stuff, but it's yeah. like the stock market where, like, there's ups and downs also. Yeah, yeah. So, we had a we had a dip, like, about 10,000 years ago uh-huh. during the last ice age. Mm-hmm. But... Over now. Okay. But that was also, like, probably the end of, like... I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. If our if our orbit starts becoming more and more elliptical, mm-hmm. we might actually start dipping again, but we don't know for sure. So <laughs> Yeah, it's I don't know. I think it's yeah. I think my thing is that even if it's not a thing, like there's yeah. no reason why we shouldn't use technology to Oh I totally advance. Agree. Yeah. yeah I that's totally something agree. that's not talked about. Like yeah. sure. Like the it's natural that the world gets hotter, but mm-hmm. let's not sacrifice science and innovation along yeah. the way. Cause I, I think I think that's gonna help. Yeah, I think cli- like global warming, climate change is still definitely happening. Yeah, I think the scientific evidence is very clear on oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but like, yeah, I just think that people are politicizing it too much. They're doing more yelling than problem solving. Yeah, is my issue with it. It's yeah. like, I was like, okay, you're yelling a lot about it, and you're trying to like force people to do things. Yeah, I was like, talk about Greta. <laughs> no, I was kidding. What? I the, don't know the, the little girl, Sweden. Oh, what is that? So she's like a she has like like autism. She's from Sweden, and then like two weeks ago, she went to the United Nations. To oh, I think I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, she's a little girl. She was. I, guess, I don't know. I don't, I, don't have, I don't have an issue with that. But, I don't really care no, about that. No, but like, no, I, was, I bring it up because in the meme, she's like yelling. <laughs> I don't know if she oh. actually is yelling. And I don't listen to it. Yeah, I think. See, that's the thing is like, you can appeal to people's emotions yeah pretty easily but that doesn't solve the problem yeah once they get home like, they're like the emotions kind of go away yeah and like you can force people to do things and like try to force societal change but i still don't think that solves the problem yeah because the thing is like even if you force like a broad level society to change you a has to do it more. You A has to do it in every country. Yeah, there's a lot more than just like it doesn't matter if we do it in the United States if we don't do it in China. Don't India. do it in China and India yeah. uh-huh. also. And I know people like that's not a good argument. I agree, that's not a good argument. Like we should still do it yeah. as the United States. But to make that impact that we actually if want you actually to want to make the impact yeah. work, you're gonna have to find some solution that ties in both how the governments around the world work. Yeah. 
the actual technical solutions that we need to implement. Yeah. We don't even know what a lot of those technical solutions are because, yeah. like, it's incredibly hard to test that on a global scale. Yeah. Um, That's what... So, people say, yeah, like, like... So, like, we need to actually, like, find a solution first. Yeah. And, like, we're, we're spending more time yelling about yeah, it. Yeah, we are. And we're spending more time arguing about it, too, <laughs> which I think is more annoying. So, like, for me, I'm just kind of, like, tired of it. I'm just, like... I'm, like, all right, like... Even if it, even if people think it isn't happening, yeah, I think we should at least prepare as if it is happening. Yeah, as I'm saying, there's no like, reason, there's no because at least we'd be prepared. Like, yeah, you know, it's it's better be safe than sorry. Yeah, I guess is the so. is the major statement of everything. I know that was a lot of me talking. I'm just kind of like those <laughs> are just things. Those are things I've thought about. You know, yeah, like at one point or another. But yeah, I think there is a conflation between like, like. Christianity and like mm-hmm. a certain political side I think that's rather inaccurate um, because which is, yeah because yeah, most because if you talk to a lot of Christians like regardless like sure there's gonna be some people who believe this but there's also gonna be people who believe on the other side too yeah like there's no one color fits all yeah it's like if you're sure. like and that's the thing about political parties too like even if you lay pe- label people in political parties there's always gonna be people in the middle yeah. and like mm-hmm. I think by and large most people fall in the middle. Yeah. It's just that nowadays people think that there is no there's no the there's people no think that there's no middle, but there's yeah. actually a middle. And yeah. people are like, Oh, like if you believe this you must also believe this. I was yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. no. That's like true. <laughs> it's just yeah, there's just too much arguing, like you said. There's no yeah. like there's no actual problem solving. It's yeah, like clear communication is not it's not there. So Yeah, I don't know, yeah. I just thought that was a good segue from what you're talking about. Cause yeah, no, I think a lot more people out in the world now and People don't know a lot of things and mm-hmm. it's a scary future I guess with everything going on like yeah. it's a scary future but I think that um, I think there's still hope hope yeah yeah and I think that uh, I think what worries me most is that how pessimistic people have become I'm pretty pessimistic <laughs> I'm hella <laughs> pessimistic like yeah, yeah. why are we doing um, these things when we're on the day <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's a whole other that's a whole other topic. <laughs> another topic, yeah. Like, but it's yeah. just not. I don't know. Not, yeah, it's it's easier. It's hard to be happy, I guess. Hard to be optimistic when there's so many things that are mm. not going great. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, when things go wrong fast, it changes the trajectory. You know. Yeah. And you never. I don't know. You never doing things to. I sp- I don't, know. I don't know if this is right, but you never do things to maintain that happiness. You're doing things to recover from, like, sad things. Sadness. I don't know if that makes sense. Interesting. Okay. Like, even, yeah. like, for me, like, why would you, oh, one reason why I need PhD is to make, like, have money, mm-hmm. right? Because you don't want to be poor, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Um, you know, be, yeah. like, a lot of people, yeah. And, like, some people I know, why are you in a relationship, relationship not to be lonely? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're not meant to be happy well I just don't want to be lonely like what does that mean yeah that's interesting yeah I, I have heard that before too yeah um, and it's like they're just doing things to not be sad and not be in a pessimistic way rather than yeah. finding the joy in doing these things yeah I guess for me like that's also where I think part of the reason we have a huge issue with mental health is like in this country now is mm-hmm. like I think there is like a crisis of people not really finding meaning in what they do yeah and like 
people not really knowing what there is but I personally think a lot of that is in my faith and religion that's good if that makes sense yeah. um, and not just because like it's like joy and like it's joy in the hope if that makes sense it's like because I have hope in the fact that there is the possibility that things could be better even uh-huh. though they are not now yeah. and like not just like ignoring the like, fact that they are now but like acknowledging that mm-hmm. yeah like the world's pretty messed up in a lot of places in like, a lot of ways yeah but there is like hope in that hope in that and like because like of that you can have joy mm-hmm. despite the trials yeah and like despite that that also gives you the meaning of like what you're trying to achieve yeah to remedy that in yeah. the ways that you can mm-hmm. and understanding that you cannot remedy all of them yeah but despite that knowing that there is a god who does care and Mm -hmm. like does want to and will remedy that and that's kind of like the message of i don't know i guess the christian faith from my perspective so like yeah because i think it is very easy to become very pessimistic because i was pretty pessimistic going into college to be honest like yeah and like well so i don't know if you know this but my senior year of high school like Uh um one of my good friends got in a car accident okay um he was like one of the guys i played soccer with for like years Mm -hmm. and he didn't survive that car accident he he slept into a coma for like maybe like three days okay um it was like two and a half days but yeah yeah and it was like in the middle of our soccer season and like yeah like you're 17 and like yeah your best uh, your you, good friend your good friend is like gone gone and like there doesn't seem to be a reason for it right? yeah. you know and like you know I still think a lot about that sometimes yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do think that there is something about his life and like also the way I've grown because of that mm-hmm. that ultimately I hope is something good that came out of it yeah I, I think that is something good that came out yeah. of it because I mean, otherwise you can do something that's good yeah. that you, you can convert that in that yeah way. but it, it did inform me a lot about how i came into biomedical engineering also mm-hmm. and like that desire to like at least try to remedy things mm-hmm. that are within yeah. my power to do so help people um but i don't think i would have come to that conclusion if it wasn't for my faith if that makes sense um but because i was my my initial reaction was like well life is short and i'll just live it the way i want yeah which i think is a lot of people's perspective yeah and then i quickly realized like that's a pretty shitty way to live. Like, um, yeah. if, I, if all I'm going to do is live life the way I want, it's like, it's pretty selfish of me. And like, sure. I was like, dang, that's like, yeah, that's like, like putting yourself in a box. Yeah, like, it's, that's kind of putting myself in a box. And also like, I don't know if that is like honoring to like oh, the way, me. not just my friend, but just like the way, like the things I've been given. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going to live selfishly, like I don't think that honors like my parents. Okay. And I don't think that honors like, what I know I could be, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So that, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. Wait, how do you talk about this? I I, I had a state, I had a point, but then yeah. I forgot the thing. <laughs> Shit, damn. We went a lot of different routes, but yeah. Hold on, let me try to rethink it. How did we get to your high school? How do we talk about? How did we get to your to your friend? What were we talking about before that? Oh, we were talking about um. It was, it was, uh, you said it was good that I could like convert like oh pessimism, pessimism and optimism. Pessimism oh yeah optimism. I saw okay this is, 
way back rewind <laughs> but I know a lot of people who are going like therapy oh, and really? not even in like grad school they're yeah. just people who just can't find happiness and it's like yeah it's and it's like there are age two so it's just it's happening it's a lot. crazy yeah I'm like and the thing is that I think people think that like it's happening within people who are of faith or religious also oh okay I'm not sure they so, my friends aren't religious like you might yeah you might not know that but I yeah. think it's like I think it's normal to have to a certain degree those moments where you're just like I don't know yeah, that's, yeah what that's I'm fine. doing yeah. and like part of the reason I was like very appreciative of like learning more about my faith was like huh. I realized very quickly that there were parts of the Bible that I'd never written that actually mm-hmm. talked a lot about that Okay. That talked about like basically depression and like mm-hmm. this like feeling of like I don't get why. And what does it say? Yeah. And like and those were parts of the Bible that I never read because I just grew up, you know, learning mm-hmm. the basic stories yeah, yeah, and like yeah. mm-hmm. and then I was like, Oh wow, like these are questions that have been around in humanity for a long time. Yeah. Um and cool. I think we've kind of forgotten that. But yeah. yeah. I guess I guess it's more talked about today which is good mm-hmm. so maybe in the past it's been more of like a keep it inside don't worry about it yeah but, def- well definitely now it's been more yeah. of a outspoken topic and mm-hmm. i think it's good that like I, I i think there's still a stigma about mental health to be honest because i'm like oh wow i didn't know they would go mm-hmm. to therapy but i'm like i'm glad that they went to therapy because they yeah. realize that something's wrong and they need help and like dude that's like yeah. the best thing you can do to yourself to kind of like treat yourself and just get better yeah, I'm not gonna lie. The first year of grad school was rough for me. Oh hell yeah! I was like, I think I was pretty depressed about a lot of things. I don't know if I was and like actually depressed. I was like, I was like, dude, like, I was like, I don't want to do anything with anybody. <laughs> yeah. And like, I am doing this because I guess I'm supposed to. But like, yeah, that's me too. Um, I think for a lot of people, first year is just like a total shit show. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm serious. Like, yeah. I remember. Well, my prelim was just like a little tough, so I was like, "Why am I even doing this?" Like, is this gonna make me happy? Like, this is a five-year commitment. I don't know if I want to do it. Like, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people have the same thought, and it's stupid that no one talks about it. Like, no one actually. That's true. I mean, this is like the first time I've talked about it. Yeah, I don't know like if basically I, anyone in our. I talked about it, it to probably like some of my church friends, um, but it's nice to know that like, but they don't know. The yeah. thing is that no one knows what a PhD life is. It's, unless you've been in it. Unless yeah. you're in it. And they're just yeah. like, you can do it. And it's like, dude, that shit gets old <laughs> in like one day. Like. Yeah. And then. It's incredibly isolating. Yeah. Like, as, like, I was trying to describe it to people. And like, even though I say isolating, I still don't think they fully understand. No, they don't. They're like, well, you have means. people. <laughs> yeah. You have people around. It's isolating in the sense that you're so mentally drained yeah that you know you're isolated yeah but you also don't want to interact with people yeah so it just makes you more isolated yeah I totally get that it's like it's like this weird cycle where it's just like, it's like a positive feed- feedback positive yeah. loop feedback. Well, I guess negative feedback loop in this case <laughs> yeah just, well I think it's positive right because you keep on getting that's true that's true yeah deeper and deeper yeah like my my friends at home would just be like you can do it or like it's okay and it's like it is okay, but it's not okay. Like it's I need yeah. to vent these things out, and I'll just and because they didn't, they're not in the same program or they haven't experienced it, they yeah. don't know. It's kind of hard to talk to 
people about it and explain it because like I don't even know how to articulate it sometimes. That's true. Yeah. Um, it's true. Yeah. It's surprising, yeah, because a lot of first years that I've talked to, I don't want to say their names because it's probably yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a lot of problems too. So, and like our department, I don't even know if any other department doesn't really prepare you for it. No. I I don't think any. They just feed really it to do. the dogs and then like go batch and go do what. Yeah. Well, it's just like once you're out of it, you look back. It's you, fine. Yeah, yeah you're, I it's think fine. it's like. But in oh, the moment, it's like. It's a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot for sure. But I wish someone would have asked if it's okay or, some, or like yeah. I go. I think it would have been better or, or things would have been more smooth if I or someone someone asked about me or someone or if I was yeah. able to talk yeah. to someone about it. Yeah. Because you don't want to be weak. I think that was my thing. I don't want to be weak and be like mm. I'm having some trouble. Like I don't want to show that type of face for some reason I yeah. don't know I was just like I didn't want to do everyone that everyone does kind of seem to put on like the face that I am capable because they yeah. have to put on the face that I am capable yeah. and like yeah yeah but yeah. I feel like that's why that's why so Tam and Alan like we oh. kind of talked about it a little bit in the oh, first yeah. year back oh, in the uh, main check class. <laughs> I was kidding no they're great guys oh, okay <laughs> um, but yeah they they did t- we like we did talk about like oh like cause like from their perspective, like, I had it all together, mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah. At least that's kind of the vibe I got, but I definitely did not. Oh. And, like, I was like, dude, there's, like, I'm that's struggling good. just as much as you guys. Um, but yeah. I, I was, like, afraid to say that to them. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. And, like, yeah. looking back, I probably should have said something. I was like, oh, dude, I'm just, like, in this with like, you yeah, guys. Yeah, I'm just exhausted. But I just, like, didn't know how to, like, go about, go about that. Should. And yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad, well, I'm glad that you talked to them about it a little bit. That's good. Yeah. Hopefully they're doing okay. So I haven't seen. <laughs> oh, they were. I never seen those they guys. Were there, they were last. They were, oh, Tam was at the at Austin's and Ryan's house after the AGS party. Oh, he so he, after, he came after. He came I left. after. Just like oh, you know, okay. just chilling. Yeah, I would have liked to catch up with him. But yeah, I haven't seen him yeah. in a while. But yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like. I don't know. I think I don't know if I could talk to them about that. Yeah. I don't know because we have different That's dynamics. You, you do we have different dynamics, different people. Yeah, you also you also do need kind of like be in the mood and also like, that established that. relationship. You yeah, know? like because yeah, if you don't have that established relationship, it's kind of weird to like <laughs> yeah talk about. Not it. saying like I wouldn't care. I'd just be like, I'd probably make joke of it with Tam. Or something. <laughs> I'd be like, Yo, you suck. Just because like we're in that space, like we kind of call each other out, but yeah, you have a different relationship. Yeah, yeah, I'd be like. Yeah. Damn, you like dumb as hell. <laughs> First, you copy him half off me. Like, no, but uh, yeah. yeah, I think I would be able to read the room if it was actually serious. So, but yeah, I think that's a good thing about Gabe's too. Or like, one one thing I want to offer with Gabe's, like, yeah, Gabe's is Graduate Association of oh, Biomedical yeah. <laughs> Engineering students for people like, who are done now. And like, it's nice to have these first years come by because they seem friendly and. Mm-hmm. We seem friendly. I think that's also yeah. a good thing, and I do hope we can help them out. Yeah, through some of this stuff. Anything. Um, but we didn't really do it last year because no one came last year. <laughs> but uh, I yeah. think, yeah, I think I think his name's Chris. No, mm-hmm. was his name Chris? Yeah, okay, Chris. With, with, no, with the, who suggested the forum. Oh, is that him? I yeah. forget. Oh, but yeah. like, he suggested that we have like an anonymous, you anonymous, anonymous, no, anonymous, um, help thing, help link, and like if they talk about. I would probably use that as a good, yes. I guess the forum to talk about it, and if they I would do that. Do too. that, like it'd be very advantageous for them because 
That's a good idea. We've we should... gone we've gone through it. We but talk. like it's weird for me to be like, hey, if, like in during the during the games, being like, hey, if you have any mental health problems, please let us know. Yeah. Because I don't. It's not. It's just apparently weird. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um. We should definitely talk about how to set that up though. Which or one? Some... The link or? Yeah, the, the link at least. Yeah, I'll have to make that up. But it seems like they are more open about things mm-hmm. so far <laughs> through the one meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I got caught up in a meeting last week so I can go but it's, it's all good but yeah. yeah I think if I could have something like that when I was first year I think that would have helped a lot for sure because it's crazy nice it's crazy I wonder what yeah I wonder what like the fifth years are feelings or like fourth <laughs> yeah. year feelings I'm gonna ask Hamza <laughs> yeah she's she's she, she coming next and be like hey <laughs> I, well, I wanted to interview her so she was gonna come in but she was really busy this week so no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I would love to sit down and be like, Hamza, yeah. tell me everything. <laughs> I'm serious. I, yeah, we can just, maybe do a group one of these at some point. That'd be fun. Yeah. I'll just sit here and be like, mm, yeah. take notes. <laughs> yeah, my room's not that big, though. Yeah, I'm just kind of doing this out of my apartment. But, um, it's really yeah. good. Dang, we've been talking for an hour and a half. Yo, this is the best podcast ever. <laughs> All right, I guess that might be a good place to end then. I, Talk I wanna, about real things, so happy. Yeah, I want to respect your time, too, because I know I you're, dinner. you're busy. Oh, you haven't eaten yet, dude? No. Oh, I got some pie. You want some pumpkin no, pie? Okay. I'll go with this Well, one. here, I'll give you some pumpkin pie for later. You can take it home. I have so much pumpkin pie. It's ridiculous. All right. Yeah. Anyways, okay. um, where can people find you and your work if you want to do that plug? I don't know if you want to, but... Uh. I don't really use Snapchat or Facebook. <laughs> I don't know. Just yeah. I don't know, I'm in. Stay on social media. It's, just it's check. Terrible. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Bobvinick Lab. Right? Bob, yeah, Bobvinick Lab. Uh, email me dat dn at uci.edu. My phone number is no. Just talk to Chris. I mean, well, you get robo. You get robot calls. All I, the time. I don't get them too. You often. don't? Oh I man, can't. dude, I get them so much. I get them so once, and they like it's like a Chinese person, but I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't happen that often. Me, okay, so that's good. They've been a little bit less frequent for me, but like maybe at the beginning of the summer, I was yeah. like getting them like every other day. Yeah, like, they're getting smart as hell. Yeah. They like. It's crazy. They use your phone call. They use your phone number to call someone else, and then. Yeah. The people who didn't pick up call you, and you're like, oh yeah, I didn't call you. And yeah, and then they use your phone number. To and call they use them. they use area codes that are familiar to you too. Oh uh, yeah. I've realized. Yeah, because they, they I would always get calls from eight oh five, which is my home area code oh and then i would always and i would always get calls from somewhere in la because i spent like so much time in la and i was like someone maybe someone yeah yeah it's like it's weird so anyways well thank you for your time (laughs) no problem it was fun yeah all right all right hey guys thank you so much for listening to this podcast if you listened all the way through it we covered a lot of deep topics i'm going to be trying to do a lot more of this and if this is the type of thing that you're interested in be sure to tune in and like and subscribe and share with all your friends. If you want to learn more about Dad's actual work and also his research, look up the Botvinnik lab at UCI. That is B-O-T-V-I-N-I-C-K. So Botvinnik, B-O-T-V-I-N-I-C-K. And you can also look up the Beams lab. That might be a little bit easier to remember. B-E-A-M-S lab at UCI. Talk with Toe is written and produced by Chris Toe. Music is by Purple Planet. You can visit their website at purple-planet.com.